0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie.
2: Jay Noon. And Joa.
1: I titled this um, show, I tried to make it like shorter than the typical saying that I'm talking about here, but I titled the show, FBI Agent Gets Taste of FBI Medicine. (laughs) <laughs> I had to shorten it a little bit I was going to put a taste of his own medicine but he got carjacked an FBI j- agent got oh, yeah, I heard about that. carjacked on Capitol Hill it says
2: well I mean this is how karma is going to work right I mean we're all going to be subject to it someday Yep. whatever you present to the ether the ether will return to you at some point in time
1: I really believe that do you believe in karma
0: yeah Joe? Yep. I do um, I think it's funny that it happened to an FBI agent. Right. It's wicked karma. And, like, I I think it happened to a congresswoman as well.
1: It did say it's a string. It's one in a number of incidents of carjacking... Uh, sorry, jacking happening in Washington, D.C. this year. So I didn't know if they meant, like, that happened to politicians more often or just, like, in D. in, in general. general. Well, it's
2: yeah. just it's because of the policies of... We are the double standard as we are going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law possible and we're going to lie about it Mm -hmm. and we're going to do everything we can to prosecute, you know, right, uh, right, you know, conservative types or libertarian types or people who are against the uh, pedophile elite. We're gonna prosecute them. They're gonna prosecute the uh, January Sixers. I mean, there's people who went to the Capitol building an hour after the, you know, the event there, and they just walked up the steps and like looked around, took a couple pictures, and left. And they are in jail still. Yeah, and, and they like, are convicted. And then solitary. you have, and then you have like, uh, you know, if we want to talk about the Capitol building. You know, it was uh, May 29th, I believe, 2020. Uh, a bunch of uh, left wing antifa guys, you know, burnt a guard shack, and they, you know, and there was a bomb found in the same building. Well, this was at this was at the Capitol building. There was a guard shack, at, or or, or the White House, or something. I think it was the Capitol building. I don't remember all the details, but no investigation. You know, the the most heavily surveilled, you know, uh, area, you know, possibly in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's no investigation. Nobody's, you know, looking into it. And this is just, you know, classic. I mean, like, um, Joe, you and I were in court for, for one of my wife's hearings last summer. And you caught on live stream. Somebody, uh, you know, was um, like had a DUI and they like went off like the road and they like destroyed oh, yeah. someone's and the bailiff's property. His
0: son was uh, like a
2: retired bailiff and his son, his son was the one. And, and let's let's be very no, no, clear. It... A bailiff is a member of the. Parasite class, and also he. And if he's retired, he's collecting from the judicial pension fund, which I really want to no, talk about. No, the, the the
0: his kid stole a cell phone and brought it to one of those cell phone uh, exchange things. You know, you just put it in the machine; it tells you how much it's worth. And he tried; he sold it, and he got oh, okay. cash, and he got caught. He got, got he got caught Theft. stealing it, and yeah, and it was a, a retired bailiff's son, and he had to plead guilty, and they basically gave him a slap on the wrist. It, it Anybody else would get way more punishment than that. And you got that And they on front-lined video. him. They front-lined him. They put him right right, right yep.
2: first. They gave him special treatment because he's of a protected class. That's because right. Because he's a member of the parasite class. Who's this? Uh, this was uh, at, at a court hearing. It was a bailiff's son. Oh. Uh, I, I thought it had something to do with the DUI, but I, I was nope. wrong. No, nope. yep, he stole Clear a cell it. phone. So even worse, this actual victim. <laughs> How did
1: you find that?
0: We were there for uh, Jay's. Oh, for the uh, guy! For-
1: yes, the guy that went before you guys. Yeah. He was crazy. Yeah, and like, he, like yeah, yeah he was and like
0: talking trash to us. And yeah, like- and he was
1: like talking trash about Ian, not knowing it was Ian. He was like saying, um, "Those freaking people, blah blah blah." There's like right. pedophile or, or whatever.
2: Well, yeah. so 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 this is how deranged everything's going. So now what's happening is, you know, crime. You know, the bottom line is crime in these cities with these. You know, hardcore liberal, um, libtard is like the, uh, how I like to refer to it. Policies, because liberal actually means freedom. You know, what's, you know, the people who are considered liberals are actually not liberals, they're, they're commies. Right. Uh, but they are, um, so what's happening? Because the crime's so rampant. Because, like Joe had just pointed out here, if you steal a cell phone, you're just going to be let off scot free. There's not going to be anything to do. You'll probably plead guilty. I if your even,
1: uncle works for the government right. or whatever it was,
2: um, or even it was if his, you're, it was his father.
1: Oh, his father. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and you don't even have to have that political, you know, connection because if if, 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 if they don't care what you do to anybody, but. If it's a crime that is against the state, which there's no such thing as a crime against the state because the state cannot be injured, the state doesn't have any rights Mm -hmm. um, that can be violated... Uh, so, but if it's anything like that, it's going to be maximum penalty. But if it's like shoplifting, if it's like, you know, these snatching grabs, if it's like carjackings, like the police aren't even, you know, responding to those kind oh, of things. Oh, they'll never even
0: investigate. These cases will just fizzle away in their system. Right, right. They'll rape, never, they ever check. They don't check.
1: go and check the rape kits apparently at a lot of these uh, police stations. Right. They just I've, said they're unchecked or whatever. I've heard
0: that uh, people get their cars stolen. Like the, the return rate on a car stolen is very, very low.
2: You have a right to bear arms. The New Hampshire Constitution is pretty good on your right to bear arms. But luckily, we have a citizen legislature here um, that is uh, getting better and better and better because of things like the Free State Project. But going back to what I was uh, saying before, before I di- you know digressed, is I was going through this list of you know because I'm putting together essentially an affidavit that is explaining. Um, and part of the affidavit explains abuse of uh, power, basically done by the state of New Hampshire, its agents, employees, and officers, uh, uh, with respect to people who are affiliated with the Free State Project Health Freedom New Hampshire. You know, we are the people in New Hampshire. You know, all these you know, like anti-mandate, you know, um, vaccine. Like all vaccine this stuff. Education. Your
1: wife had bumper stickers on the back of her car <laughs> yes, yes. on the day in question,
2: <laughs> and and so I, so I go through this list, and I'm like. And I'm like, you know, so we got the new field eight, you know, the people that were um, ticketed and Frank Footloose was, uh, you know, oh, Staples
1: holding signs
2: for, yeah, for basically, you know. Peacefully protesting in front of the uh, neighbors, you know, in front of um, you the know, governor's house. S- you know, the governor's house, because the governors it's just a puppet for you know the Social Security Administration Title 4D money, for example, uh, Title 4A, B, A, B, C, D, D money, which is this incentive fund where to, where money comes out of the Social Security Administration account and goes directly into. Uh, the judicial pension fund goes into all kinds of other coffers. Goes into uh, DCYF. Goes into family court. Goes into local municipalities. Goes. It's for, a
0: yeah. revenue protection scheme.
2: Uh, well, it's mm, sort. Yeah, maybe that uh, I, I, you could sort of word it like that for and, pensions. <laughs> and so, anyways, so then you have so there's there's the uh, Newfields eight. So like my friend Bill Domenico, he uh, I talked with him tonight a little bit on the phone, and we we're talking about his case. And I'm like, hey man, can I get an F- David from you saying how you've been, um, you know, targeted for being, uh, you know, uh, basically affiliated with the Free State Project. So I'm reaching out to a whole bunch of bunch of people as I'm building this case, you know, against the state uh, because they have been engaged in malicious prosecution again and again and again and again and again. And in not in one of these cases will they be able to. Provide an affidavit where somebody swore under oath that they've had a right violated, that they've been injured, that property's been damaged, right. that copyright was violated or, or, or a contract was violated or any of these things. And then you have the uh, Newfields Nine, which were the people who were uh, protesting the um, governor's council back when Sununu uh, was trying to get, you know. Well, actually, was- a
0: lot of them didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> right. At no. All. Actually, none of them did anything at all. Uh, the, like Teresa Gonell. They just started arresting people. Right. Yeah. She said amen.
1: I mean, like, there was one lady that they arrested, an old lady that yeah, got sure. her stuff dropped because they didn't even mean to arrest her. And like, they, they charged someone, someone that wasn't even there.
2: And and mm. so so Wait, when you what? when you, yeah right yeah so I didn't
1: know that part or at least I forgot if I heard about that
2: sure well even just like with January sixth they're charging people who weren't even there yeah like uh, Owen Schroyder he's like a Infowars um, you know reporter columnist he just did like sixty days in the can over you know his participation in January sixth as a radio commentator he was thousands he was you know not even in, anywhere near there <laughs> and uh, so. So then you got the Newfields nine. Uh, you got um, you know like uh, the you know um, uh, was it Rochelle Kelly, uh, Tyler Workman, oh, yeah. Pamela. Um, play play for your die. Play, yeah, play Free, yeah, play free or die. Yeah, play for your die. They were at the uh, and you know they were all found not guilty. Uh, and you know they're actually all working on filing lawsuits against the state. The Newfields because
1: you know what was really sad about that day. Um, whenever I saw them like celebrating after the uh, Rochelle one in court it was like oh she only had to go through like a year and a half of mental anguish yeah you know
2: it's super stressful mm-hmm. uh, she's crying
1: like h- hugging her husband and like crying like happy tears and stuff but yeah
2: and yeah. And, and, and and like it's super stressful because like you know um the, the crime you know she probably if she got convicted probably wouldn't have got any time right mm-hmm. she probably would have you know had to pay a fine maybe or they would have like said oh you don't have to pay a fine and you know you got you're not going to jail but now you have this criminal record hmm. and then right. you know, and then the next time you know the concord police decide to pick on her because it, she's another one and they yeah. did they did she, she They had, did though they, did after yeah, they that.
1: kept like pulling her over and yeah so-
2: well, well <laughs> so where pd really screwed with her so she oh. was from Ware, new hampshire and where where police is a horrible reputation i've heard that yeah um so the Ware police has been sued multiple times over all kinds of stuff so uh, Carla Garrick won a lawsuit against oh, yeah, them that's true. For, uh, because they charged her with wiretapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Kostrick won a lawsuit against them. They charged with wiretapping. Uh, there was some guy who had the wrong species of salad in his pocket.
1: Rob from Vermont. Rob, what's on your mind?
3: Hey, so uh, uh, New Hampshire has uh, uh, one. Well, there's a new transparency uh, update when it involves the police. Uh, yeah. The New Hampshire Supreme Court ruled four to one in a decision to, uh, you know, for police uh, files to be, you know, requested by the public. That's that's awesome.
1: You can now do a um, 501 or sorry. um, What's it called? 91A request on police disciplinary files. Like that should have always been the case. But um, as of, I think, November 29th, that got ruled on in the Supreme Court, they probably
0: really didn't want that to happen. And
1: I keep forgetting I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go and I'm going to request like all of them from a certain date. Yeah. In Keen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to go uh, request them from uh, Concord PD. And hmm. in fact, I think what I'm going to do, my uh, my my public records request is uh, all the people that I have on my list that have been uh, wrongfully, you know, prosecuted and charged by Concord PD. Uh, so the police officers involve all of them. I, that's, that's a really great idea. Thanks for um, uh, reminding me of that, Rob. I did, Yeah, thank you, Rob. Rob did actually send me yeah. a, a link about that if, uh, last week or something or a few days ago.
1: Me too. That's where I heard about it. And I posted it on Twitter and then I kind of just forgot because I wanted to bring it up on the air. So thank you, Rob. Anything else?
2: Yep. Um, well, no,
3: I, I was just going to say that, you know, if you've ever, you know, had any problems with the police or or know of a bad police officer in New Hampshire, you know, do a FOIA request on them. Yeah, you know, and go public about it too. Yeah, to, to, to share it with the public. You know, these people need to be called out.
2: Absolutely, yeah, that yeah, that's great advice, Rob. Uh, and it's not a FOIA request in, um, in New Hampshire; it's called a ninety-one A. And in fact, you don't even need to use RSA ninety-one A. All you got to do is state the constitutional article. For the you know the constitution for New Hampshire state has an article that says right to know. So we, we don't even need to write ninety one uh, you know RSA ninety one a. You just say under the constitution the for the right N- New Hampshire Act. state uh, you know article whatever um, uh, you know right to know. You know I demand to know. Uh, if there's been any disciplinary action, if there's been any complaints, uh, have any affidavits been signed, has, you know, you know, been brought against, uh, you know, officer so-and-so, you know, and conclude the badge number and then, you know, just, just be, you know, nice and clear about it.
1: An off-duty FBI agent was carjacked on Wednesday afternoon near Capitol Hill, authorities said, adding to the sharp increase of similar incidents in DC this year. About At about 3.45 p.m., two armed people took the vehicle belonging to the agency, said Washington, D.C. police, and the FBI's Washington field office. Um, the agent was not harmed in the incident. The vehicle was recovered by police just after 4 p.m. on Wednesday near the Lincoln Park area of D.C. So, in 25 minutes it was found. Huh. But... It's they really funny. can't
0: get go far, so I don't know why people even try to steal cars now.
1: It's crazy that they would even be armed and go and try to steal a FBI I can tell you exactly vehicle.
2: why that culture of people, those young kids... It's like teenagers stealing cars, I just saw.
1: Maybe they didn't know it was
2: FBI because. I, well, I yeah, they don't. But the thing is, is because it's becoming so prolific, and you know, DC is covered in these FBI parasite kind of guys, anyways. And you mm-hmm, know, and, yeah. and actually, I believe there was a mayor or a city councilor that was carjacked and in, in uh, somewhere in San Francisco, hmm. you know, which is you know just poetic justice as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Uh, but the <clears throat> the the reason that these kids are stealing cars, and there's like there was a you, you guys familiar with like what a Hellcat is? Yeah. What is it? So a Hellcat is a Dodge Charger car, like the like police cars. Sued up. Oh. But they're, so they come out of the factory with like these 6.4 liter Hemi's. They're like 750 horse with a blower or a supercharger out of the factory. You can take these cars. You can chip them. You just put a chip in it. Don't change anything else, and they're like almost 900 horsepower. You can put a like oh. four or five thousand dollars into these cars and some elbow grease, and they're thirteen, fourteen hundred horsepower. They weigh like. Forty-two hundred pounds. They, they actually super fast. Is that a
1: lot? Is forty-two a lot for a car? As it's well? light.
2: Oh, so you're so fast. You, like like a, if you're like 1, fifteen hundred horsepower and forty-two hundred pounds, um, you are insanely fast. Hmm. Um, so these cars are doing one hundred and fifty miles an hour. And they give these
1: cops like that? No. Oh,
2: okay. Not uh, cars, cops. No, still... no. <laughs> actually, like
0: the Hellcat is known to to uh, out outrun cops. Oh, oh, yeah. cops. yeah, so, And helicopters. So, oh, well.
2: so, so, so actually, if you want to buy one of these cars right now, they're super cheap because the repossession auctions are full of them. Hmm. Like actually right now, like a 2003 Toyota Camry or a 2007 Toyota Camry at auction is worth more money than like a 2012 Hellcat that's like a thousand horsepower. Hmm. But anyways, these cars are like, just you can jack them up. They're like, they're the modern day muscle car. They handle really good. I mean, they don't handle like a Corvette or like a, you know, like a, like a, um, you know Ferrari. You know you're not doing 250 miles an hour with them, but mm. they do 150, and these guys outrun the cops. I just I just saw a clip of a kid was uh, like 13 years old somewhere in California, jacked one of these Hellcat Hellcat cars. <laughs> And he's doing 150 miles an hour down the freeway. And this, this kid is like... Like it's nothing. Yeah, and, and he's doing it like... Re- I was so impressed at his driving. <laughs> I, I was like, wow. But and he kid, was 13? That's what they were saying. Whoa. I mean, these things are easy to drive. Well, they're they're easy made to drive. To drive you know? They're easy so to drive. They have uh, stabilization control. They actually... Like the steering really tightens up when you go fast. So they don't oversteer quite as easy. And his kids are stealing them anyways. And they're... And like just... shoot just, up. You know, the kid's like really like... You know, super lucky... Super, super ballsy and um, not that wise. You know, he's a young man. So, um, anyways, they're robbing these cars. Why is that culture of people robbing these cars? Because the the way that the laws are being enforced aren't against people committing actual crimes. The only statutory rules that are being enforced are crimes against the state.
1: Paperwork crimes.
2: Crimes against the state. Yep. Where, where the state of New Hampshire, which is a bankrupt municipal corporation that is pretending to be New Hampshire state you know the, if you read the very first thing in the constitution it says the, the bill of rights constitution for New Hampshire state mm-hmm. so the, well the, the, anyways they um, so you're
1: saying those are two different things
2: yes so the state of New yes. Hampshire is a corporation
0: cops want to pull people over in certain ways cuz it gives them a notch on their belt and they get promoted Oh, yes, so yes. But they want to do those things, but not because they care about the community. They care about their pension. They care about getting promoted.
2: But, but here's what happened when you grow up in a culture where you idolize people who commit crime because that's what, because you're a little boy. Um,
1: and you play GTA. Or it, whatever. It,
2: it, yeah, that too. I'm pretty close to a guy who's my age. Um, his father went to jail when he was eight years old. Uh, his father got out of jail, when he was twelve. His parents got divorced when a fa- couple years after his dad got out of jail, and the dad was kind of like he, the dad was like, you know, when when the kid was like thirteen, the the dad didn't even like smoke weed, but like he'd buy his kid weed. Hmm. He'd let his kid smoke weed. He'd buy his kid cigarettes. So the wow. dad uh, would brag about stealing cars. Uh, so, so the dad grew up in in, in Western Mass where I grew up, mm-hmm. and he had cousins that lived in New York City in the seventies. So when so in the seventies, and like, I think the guy was born in like fifty six or fifty. And this is your
1: friend's dad,
2: um, yes, this is my mm-hmm. friend's dad. <clears throat> the guy went a guy I literally known since kindergarten, and he like stacked hay with us on the farm, and. He w- we did martial arts together you know and he was actually a black belt in multiple martial arts and in fact uh, I probably would have gotten my I probably would have gotten a serious beating when I got jumped one day except for he kind of came out of nowhere and started mm. being Chuck Norris and stuff when we were teenagers Whoa. and um, you know I only had one black eye and you know a couple of loose teeth and a bloody lip instead of you know a bunch of broken bones oh anyways um, well these dudes were just we were like you know 14 and these guys were like 19 and 20 and they were just pounding the crap out of us but anyways uh or me they were pounding the crap out of me his
1: dad showed up no no oh he no this
2: guy showed up who's the same age as me he's like three weeks younger than me anyways um so i can remember his dad like bragging about when we were kids stealing cars
1: in new york city in
2: new york city and like so i was kind of a car guy growing Mm -hmm. up i was really into trucks and like you know doing that stuff and so he actually taught me how to open cars up this guy he taught me how to like use a slim jim and how to like you know basically breach cars and, and- like
1: hot wire them or something
2: Actually, we break yes. into him. Yes, he taught me how to hotwire cars. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, he taught me a lot about auto mechanics. Actually, this guy like kind of like uh, taught me how to weld a little bit. He, mm-hmm. he he was a super skilled guy. You know, he knew a lot of things, but he he grew up with some bad influence in his life, and he never got in trouble. Actually, he didn't even go to jail for stealing cars. He went to, I don't even know what he went to jail for. Something stupid. He did. It was actually a white collar crime. He went to jail for like fraud. or it something. That kind of so, uh, proves what
1: you've been saying. Like they don't care about real crimes. They'll get you for some kind of paperwork so, infraction.
0: So like the his kid not paying taxes we're like yeah.
2: we're like 16 years old and his kid is um is uh all of a sudden uh, we're like 16 i'm driving down the road somewhere and i see this guy like run out in front of me waving his arms and i stop and it's this guy this is my friend and he like and he's like i'm gonna jump in your truck and he jumps in the back of my pickup truck i was driving a pickup truck and he's like all dressed in black and he's got like Like a hoodie on and and it wasn't even you know it was like summer Mm -hmm. and i'm like what the heck so he jumps in my truck and like all of a sudden you know cops go like blowing by me you know like you know i'm kind of just like you know on the side of the road because i've seen this and 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 the cops come you know come go by me so i like i i just i just drive to my house and he gets i'm like What's up, dude? He's like, cop's looking for you? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing? And in his backpack, he's got like three or four radios. He's got like a CB oh radio.
1: That so so he st- stole out of cars? He was
2: stealing them out of cars. Oh. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you going to do with these things? He was like, oh, I'm going to sell them. Actually, my dad went to jail for a little while. Oh, but, um, when you
1: were alive? When you were a kid?
2: Yeah, when I was uh, eight years old. Oh. He, he was in jail for 30 days. He was arrested. Um, he was targeted by the FBI, actually.
1: Who watched you? Uh,
2: uh oh my grandmother and hmm. we had a lot of friends you know my stepmom was yeah. there um oh, okay but anyways my dad uh went uh went through a, a jury trial uh he defended himself, no lawyer, and he won and uh and anyways uh, it's a long story but uh so he won he he beat the charges <clears throat> you know brought a massive lawsuit against the federal government that was like you know just totally dismissed because you know all the judges are corrupt mm-hmm. uh so I' learned that a long time ago uh but anyways. The moral of the story is, is like I I hear people talking about like, you know, doing stupid things like these farm kids you grew up with are like, oh, yeah, I used to get drunk and smoke a bunch of weed and go ride my dirt bike all over the place. And they're like, these guys are like 40 and 50 years old or 35 years old. And they're like. And they're bragging about this crap in front of their kids, mm. you know, or, and that's just one example, or um, you know, just things like that. So it's like you really got to It's be, like
1: you really want your kids to think you were cool, so you're bragging well, in front of them about something you can't do anymore, like what the old days.
2: What they're doing is they're bragging to their buddies about the dumb things they did. And they
1: think that their kids won't and, be affected. And the, ki-
2: and the kids are there. They're not, mm-hmm. like, sitting there telling the kids, like, exactly, oh, okay. you know, the ki- kids are kind of, like, listening, you know, third party. Yeah. And...
1: Yeah, you know, my mom thinks that I don't remember so much stuff that she talked about in front of me. And,
2: and I remember
1: being 1 years old.
2: And and so what happens is when you have these conversations of like doing like like really dumb stuff or breaking like breaking the law. Like, you know, I I for example am a very much a law abiding individual. Oh mm-hmm. man, I don't break the law. You know, the laws don't steal don't kill, you know, don't lie, don't don't break violate contracts. Uh, I don't do any of those things. You know, all all this statutory stuff is not lodged, yeah. you know, private municipal code of these, you know, bankrupt corporation calling itself state of whatever. So anyways, the um uh so and, and this goes the other way too, like like one of the th- uh so and and I kind of interrupt people, you know, when you're talking about doing drugs. Like Rippin' lines of coke, for example. I heard a guy talking about mm, in front of his kids. Yeah, his kids were like just, you know, right there. What about your kids? Uh, I didn't have kids. When oh. was, I they they weren't around. This was uh, this was actually like um, at a, like a truck pole.
1: For some reason, it, in my mind, it's like if you're talking about something like five years ago. Even I'm like, oh, and where were your kids? Because in my <laughs> mind, you always had them. But they're not five years old. They so. were
2: a twinkle in my eye. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, So, like, this, this is like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I guess, is when I lived in Massachusetts. These guys are like talking about doing Coke and like just like college. It was college. You were talking about like the college nonsense, the thing, the partying. And they're like, oh, those were the great days. You know, I was, you know, playing college ball and we would do coke because we couldn't smoke weed. Because if we smoked weed, we couldn't play college ball. Yeah. yeah. And like, and if you, and, and and you know, and if you did coke, you weren't hung over and all this stuff. And like, I don't even, you know, this is just what these guys were talking about. Yeah. And, and they were, and I'm like, and I'm like, think, like, I didn't like say anything to them. I'm like, whatever. But like, I'm thinking now, like, man yeah I would have been like dude don't don't talk that about your front of your kid. and and like now like these guys on like facebook mm-hmm. um they're like kids are you know into coke oh, wow. <laughs> you know that's surprising and, and like that was that's one example and another thing uh that I want to throw out there is it's kind of a little polar opposite is when you have divorced parents, so if you have divorced parents and and uh like so a lot of times <clears throat> you have single moms and understand. Being a single mom is an impossible task.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's me. Like, I never thought much about it, but we were talking last week about a friend I know who her and her boyfriend just kind of split, and I just go over there and hang out and hold the baby and talk to her. Nice. I can't even imagine, like, taking care of one baby by myself. She has multiple.
2: A 12 or 13-year-old. That like g- grew up in an Amish farmhouse, for example, is probably super logical <laughs> or the 12 or year, 13 year old that didn't grow up using an Internet device his whole whole, whole life. But like, you know, a, a kid who who is uh, 13 years old, let's say, you know, this past summer has literally had an Internet device in his hand, like acts, his attention has been going there ever since he's and I'm new to kids since he was five. And he was all that's all he talked about was these stupid video games yeah. and all this crap. And um, so 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 uh, what happened is he doesn't have logic and reasoning development because his brain has been wired by the Internet device. And then here I come along, you know, it's like me talking to a four year old, you know, about, you know, how crappy his dad is or how crappy his mother is. But what I'm talking to is somebody who's essentially got the, you know, sort of the brain development of a five or six year old, but he's 13 years old. And, you know, he's more of a man than a boy at this point, you know, physically. And he, um, and he got really upset with me. Like he was like, you know, his mother was like, oh, you really upset him. And I'm like, Hmm. really? And I, you know, but anyways, uh, so I, I basically took his idol and tore it down and with a very convincing argument. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and I wasn't like screaming at him. I was just like talking to him and, uh, He really couldn't go anywhere when I was particularly talking to him and I was, you know, um, just, you know, so I sort of had him like, uh, you know, like kind of captured, you know, because where he was, you know, he just, you know, we happened to be in the same, same room. And anyways, uh, so I just, you know, lecturing him and and he got really upset. So anyways, Hmm. uh, but, you know, he's. You know he's he's his main you know he's 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 in really bad shape because he's just been allowed to you know yeah. game his whole life it's and probably you know, something do that,
1: that like means so much more to him than you could have possibly known because he loves it so much because it's the only thing that yeah. I don't know he enjoys. Yeah, you
2: exactly right. Mm-hmm. It, it, exactly right. It was yeah, and it's but it's so, so, sad. so anyways, Gabriel Mate gets into like uh, he talks about attention deficit disorder, which is like a huge thing, and 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 so. So what he, what Gabor gets into about attention deficit disorder with the kids is like when mom and dad argue and there's like an infant Hmm. and, you know, so, so at a certain point, a baby's like a pet rock. So I don't know how old (laughs) your friend's baby is, but, um,
1: born in early October.
2: So basically, that baby's like a pet rock. It just sits there and it drools and it poops and she it smiles. and smiles now. And, 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 and it smiles, but, mm-hmm. it's, it, but you, it's not, you, you know, she's, might be, is she crawling? No. Right, so it's a pet rock. So yeah. they're no longer a pet rock once they're crawling, right? Because now they're uh, moving around.
1: When you're saying they're a pet rock, are you saying that even like conversations around them don't actually affect them? No, 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 no. So phys- I think they physically, do.
2: they're like a pet rock. It's yeah. just kind of a, 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 a saying. Yeah, and, oh, okay. But so their brain's working, they're listening. And, like, if this mom and dad is not getting along, and this mom, let's say she's going to get in a physical, uh, not physical, but, like, a, a screaming match with the dad. Yeah. Uh, and let's say that she's just on the phone, for example, and, mm-hmm. and, and having a screaming match with the dad, you know, on the other end of the phone, or they're doing it in person in front of the kid. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is that stresses that baby. I bet, yeah. Because the, the only thing the baby knows, and, and the baby absorbs everything that comes from mom or dad it's
1: probably really sensitive to emotions too at that time Oh,
2: absolutely because because the um, the brain is in like a, a big development stage it's huge de- brain development and and you'll if you, if you hang out with uh, this friend often like say you go hang out with her twice a week mm-hmm. for the next six months you are going to like notice all these leaps. You, like, yeah. like you just said, the baby's smiling. Yeah. Right. And was the baby smiling three or four weeks ago at you? No. You know, for example. So, so you've been making these observations. You're going to say, mm-hmm. oh, wow, the baby's talking so good. Yeah. The baby's walking. Oh, the baby's running. You know, the baby's climbing. You know, And, and you're going to like, you know, observe this. And, and, and that's awesome that you go over there and invest some time in this baby.
0: Visit Patreon.com slash CRBlake86 for those details. That's Patreon.com slash CRBlake86.
3: Thank you.
2: The childless people, I want them to invest in our posterity. All right, so our posterity, the posterity of founding fathers, is the future generations, future kids. So there's, for several reasons. Well, first off, we're all going to need someone to take care of us someday. Everybody's going to need someone to take care of them at some point in their life. So if you don't have any kids, if you don't have anybody who loves you, it all comes down to love. If you don't have somebody younger that is able-bodied and cares about you to at least make sure you're being treated well in your nursing home, or mm-hmm. at least you're in a good nursing home, Yeah. Um, like uh, life's going to really suck for you. Also, if you're su- when you start getting to be this age, 60, 70 years old, and you don't have any kids, you, you by default become one of the people i talk about that lacks confidence that begs for government Hmm. because especially like all these um single women that don't have any children uh not so much the single men but the single women who don't have any children they're the ones voting for you know biden you Hmm. know they're the ones that are gonna and, and also there a lot of those you know i mean not all of them but a lot of them have been kind of you know bought this you know feminism nonsense and they're you know and they refuse to realize that there was a big mistake to go along with this fem- feminism crap. Uh, that you don't need a man. You don't. You know. You can be independent. And then, and then they also start freaking out because they never had any kids. That part of the brain development didn't happen. You know. They're. Um. You know. They're. They're feeling crap. They've, they've hit this wall essentially. Now I know a, a, a lot of a, a handful of uh, older women um, that have invested heavily in you know their sister's kids mm-hmm. or the friends down the road kids, or like, uh, I know a farm here in New Hampshire where they, you know, there's, the grandparents are essentially dinks. Uh, but, the, uh, and then the, um, parents of the kids, uh, have been friends with, let's call them, I call them the segregate, uh, segregate, surrogate grandparents. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, and then, so anyways, so now there's like, there, there's a, like a nine year old and 11 year old girl, and mom and dad are forty, and the surrogate grandparents are, you know, sixty. I don't really know how old they are, actually. Yeah. But I'm going to say sixty, and they are constantly doing stuff with the kids. They're helping the kids out. They babysit the kids. They teach the kids like just all the like things they know. And like 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 these grandparents, um, surrogate grandparents are like, um, they're very well educated. They're smart. Uh, they get a lot of knowledge um, I don't know if they have money or not I don't think they're hurting uh, but anyways the, 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 they have they get tremendous joy and lo- and they're experiencing life satisfaction just like they have children and a family and 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 that like th- they are just so like grateful that they have this you know sort of adopted family hmm. and, and and they've been friends with the parents f- f- Twenty-five years or something. You know, they've known them for a long time, and but like, if you don't have that, like, like life's gonna, you know, is gonna get like you're gonna get to this point in life to where it's gonna be scary. Um, you know, you're not, you know, who's gonna help you? Who's gonna come? And especially if the world like gets like very unstable or yeah. or your part of the world. Uh, so like, children are 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 really important. So I I want to you know convince these people that are older that are not gonna have any kids. To invest in some kids, uh, and and I sort of have some ideas how to do it, and also like you know I, I care about uh, you know there's just so many good people I know that aren't that just aren't going to have any kids they're older, and it's like and, and 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 I know of I know of probably about six or seven of them off the top of my head that like basically don't have anybody in their life who's going to you know wipe their butt for them hmm. or just be like oh you can come live in my house you know you don't have to go to that nursing home hmm. but the return on investment that you will get from investing in children and investing in families and being kind and, you know, you know, helping out with this stuff. And, and then because you're old and older and wise, and maybe I can, you know, help you understand some things about brain development and helping the kids earn a dopamine hits. Uh, and you teach the kids things, whether it's like how to ride a bicycle, how to play the piano, how to ride a horse, you know, how to drive the car, um, that like, the kids can, like, earn appreciation from or even teach the kids a skill. Like, I know a, a guy who's a blacksmith. He's actually uh, he's, he's in his 80s now, and he doesn't have any kids. And he was sort of a mentor to me a little bit, you know, when I was younger. And um, he is actually, uh, what he has done is he moved in um, a family with him who was basically the, uh, the father. Uh, he let him, he, he was an apprentice in his blacksmith shop, and then a the dad went and you know that this guy went and he worked in a machine shop and he did this stuff. But as a teenager, he was an apprentice for him and he worked for this old guy. Quincy's actually the man's name, and he lives uh, down in Massachusetts. <clears throat> and now he ha- and, and he's very successful. And, and and he was actually a horseshoer. This this Quincy. Yeah,
1: that's really hard. Isn't and. It?
2: um yeah, It is, and he's a little fella, and he like he doesn't shoe horses anymore, but um, and uh, horse shoeer, not shoot. As oh yeah, in, yeah, as in a farrier, he puts shoes on horses' hooves. Yeah, make that clear.
1: That's what I was asking. That's that's a hard job, isn't yep. it? I've, I've always heard that. that yeah,
2: is. my brother is a horseshoer. I, I I was a oh, horseshoer yeah. um for a lot of years. I was a farrier, and yeah, it's it's physically demanding, but if you do it a lot and you're healthy and you don't get beat up and you know, but anyways, <clears throat> so this guy has a family living with him, you know, and he basically. Has you know his, so the state's not going to get his house. The state's not going to get his farm. The state's not going to get his farm equipment because this guy <coughs> has his his kids are going to get it. And they're not even his kids. Twenty three percent of the children in the United States uh, are being raised by a single parent. Eighty to ninety percent of those uh, kids are being raised by just a mom. Hmm. And so we have, and the thing is, too, in the dating marketplace, like, I know uh, a handful of single, I know a bunch of single moms. We all know a bunch of single moms. They're everywhere. And it, it seems like, and from what I, and even just, like, you start, you know, listening to some of these things, like, I do a lot of research, TED Talks, and, like, when I'm working and, or whatever, doing stuff, and listening to, like, these, you know, YouTube uh, podcasts about, you know, family life and, like, the, you know, the dating and, like, you know. Um, you have just pearly things. You know, she's pretty good. I hate her. Um, <clears throat> it's okay. I, 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 I think she has a lot of value uh, in what she's got to talk about. And I don't agree with everything she says, but mm-hmm. I, but definitely there's, there's, like, a lot of good stuff there. Then I.
1: The other thing is she doesn't practice what she preaches. Like, she is ugly, doesn't take care of herself, and is fat. And then she acts like every other woman is trash if they've, like, had sex with more than one guy. You're not even trying to be attractive. <clears throat> and she's almost 40.
2: So... To try so, to get a like so decent husband. i'm like um i don't disagree with you put it yeah. that way but that's like so like her like you know this is like the shock value of like earning a dopamine hit as a youtuber
1: that's probably what it's all as about. far as i'm concerned that's what i think
2: she does uh, so. so i don't i'm not gonna discount her for that because she does bring a lot of you know she she is actually i think she has value so anyways um so, for example, how, where was I going with this? Oh, so we got—we uh, have a whole bunch of single moms. Mm-hmm. Like, so the world average of children being raised by single parents is seven percent.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, China is like three and a half percent, but the United States is twenty-three percent. It's the wow. highest in the world, and, and and it's because the American government, the U.S. government, you know, gives you a bunch of money is is subsidizing single moms, mm-hmm. and also there's no fault divorce. Like, I I know so many people that have gotten divorced that legally couldn't have gotten divorced. Um, the you, the you know, state guides people to separate. Yes. Like when I say guided,
0: they encourage them to make up stories. Yep. Encourage the the you know the system to work in their favor when they make little little uh, lies. And uh, this is a way for them to separate uh, men from their family. Yep. And I think it's purposeful. I think it's done on purpose. It's trained yes. into these kids generationally uh and public schools are not helping because you know the public schools are really just a filter for the kids and like how the parents uh are treating the kids so the you know the kids are asked at school you know like uh do your parents touch you do they beat you Do they do this do that do that and the next thing you know they're taking the kids away social
1: emotional learning is what that's called they have these not quizzes, but um, surveys they'll give out to kids without the parents' knowledge. And it'll right. say stuff like, have you ever tried marijuana? How are you sexually active? And then they'll end up... I like... actually
2: remember uh, in second grade... Oh, uh, they're already doing that? It was 1987, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I was seven years old, I think. Uh, but yes, I do remember them saying, do you know what marijuana smells like?
1: Whoa.
2: Uh, <laughs> or pot or weed. Like, yeah. they, had, they had like all the stuff. Have you ever seen this... This powder. Have you ever seen anybody snort it? Like there was did-
1: Well, so they're trying to get you to tell on your parents, basically.
2: <clears throat> I couldn't believe how many kids were like, Oh yeah, my dad does that, my mom Whoa. does that. Um and, and the thing is I, just, just, I, I kids I, know everything. I just think that the state shouldn't be the uh
0: the solution. I made a meme saying, uh, if you think pulling people over is a good, you know, good thing for society, please seek some help. You're you may be suicidal. Because the worst Part of a uh, cop's job, the most dangerous part of a job, his job or her job is to pull someone over, and Stand to be standing us. outside the vehicle near flying vehicles that you know generally are in high uh, high speed traffic areas. Anyways,
1: several ton and, giant metal boxes.
0: Yeah, and apparently another uh, cop yesterday in Massachusetts got killed by some someone hit hit him,
2: and and so this is like workman's cop, right? So like being a roofer. It has, it's like very expensive work workman's comp because it's. Oh, it's, that's
1: very weird. You're sorry. Did you, are you guys seeing that? Yeah, you're. Yeah.
2: I did hear yeah. that little breaking. mic was there.
1: breaking up. It was weird because I I muted mine to cough a little bit, and maybe that did it. Sorry.
2: So, anyways, the the, the you know, like roofing is really exp- uh, uh, dangerous. So it's like yeah. for every like twenty five, every hundred dollars in pay that you as a roofing contractor pay one of your employees, you have to pay in Massachusetts twenty five dollars towards workman's comp. That's not towards, like, other things like, you know, taxes and payroll taxes and stuff. It's like, that's just workman's comp. Right. So when a police officer who is an employee of the state gets, um, you know, if, like, the most dangerous part of his job is getting run over by a car or injured, and and it's, I mean, I've been broke down on the side of the road before. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. I, I've worked construction on the side of the interstate. Um, done repairs on the side of the, you know, fast roads. Yeah. Driving farm equipment in Colorado, like down the interstate, driving like a corn chopper, sixteen miles an hour down the interstate, and you got semis ripping by at yeah, eighty-five miles an hour. That's scary stuff. Oh yeah, this is a massive liability for the for the taxpayers. Like that that poor that poor guy that got killed. Uh, you know, he's, I mean, like, he's, you know, I mean, like, you know, does he have a family? You know, he's right. got kids. I mean, that really sucks. I, I don't know and- if he,
0: the, the guy may have done it on purpose. He mm-hmm. also killed two construction workers involved in this, You think like that
1: he might have committed suicide? And he
0: also... No, no, no. The guy oh. purposely, oh, like, ran him. into the cop. Uh, wow. and Then he, then he like, crashed... Because he crashed his vehicle, he stole a police cruiser, and they finally caught him. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, that's a that's kind of a crazy, unique story. I don't know what, what was up with that guy, but... I mean,
2: but just in in in, in general, the um, traffic fight fatalities and you know in relation to police officers because they're constantly, you know, pulling people over, yeah. you know, engaging in this you know armed tax collection through you know revenue collection through writing tickets, uh, is is a massive liability for the people. So I wonder in places like, like Vermont for example, it's like super aggressive, like but Vermont's not even like there's very little traffic in Vermont and like Massachusetts. I was in Massachusetts yesterday uh drove all over you know, it was all over massachusetts yesterday you know gathering up cattle and stuff and um the uh <clears throat> i saw so many cops i was like man this place is just. Yeah, i see so, many cops. Yeah. Anything, I see so many
1: cops i never get pulled over anything especially on christmas season there. i
0: find that they, they they think there's parties going on everywhere mm-hmm. and people are drinking and driving which may be true but it just like it's so harassing like you guys yeah, yeah. have so much other so many better things to be doing uh and i get it drunk drivers can be a problem but it's you're more likely ruining the person's life yeah. versus that person was going to crash and ruin someone else's life. That's yeah. a that's a fact. The cops are not helping; they're making, they're causing more damage you can imagine. Yes, I know they they stop someone from driving drunk, right? But the idea is that 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 guy probably would have made it home, just like ninety nine percent of the rest of them. Yeah. It's just that one percent, you know, swerves and kills someone. And, and and the reason these
2: cops are so aggressive about I'm writing not saying tickets, drunk
0: driving is good. Okay, I'm not saying right.
2: that. It, especially in Massachusetts. Like, they are literally trained in Massachusetts. It's like a, um, they're like basically told, like, y- if you want a pension, you need to write tickets. Yeah. You know, it's another
1: thing that um, feels so, like you said, it feels so harassing when there's that many cops around. I hate that anytime you drive late at night and you're like one of the only cars on the road, it feels so nice and calm. There's no potential of just like. Somebody ramming, ramming into the back of your car. Oh, isn't that nice? But you're like the only one on the road with this cop driving by, and it feels like you're really honed in on. And mm-hmm. You got to like, you get this nervous wave because you're the only one on the road, and you see a cop drive by. You're like, oh, like they wouldn't be I there. I generally
0: no don't anymore just because of no, what? what I do. Like, I don't get that adrenaline rush, I don't get scared.
1: I don't, like, get really scared. I just get, like, a, well, they're a really a dangerous criminal, and, yeah, and I concerned. feel they're
0: yeah, they, uh, they, they, zoned they, in on you. Know? I only get that feeling if they catch me off guard, and I'm like, oh, I didn't see you there. You know, Th- like That's
1: what happened last night. Typically,
0: I can see, I have or good dar, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can tell where they are and that sort of thing, and I know where they hide and all that. It's just, I got good... Feelings for it.
1: The other day, I went in not the middle of the night, but like right before 11 o'clock to Hannaford to go get ice cream. I just wanted ice cream and I was like, they're about to close. So when I was driving home, a cop pulled out of the Starbucks. um yeah. Parking lot actually. Maybe they were just sitting there hanging out and it was they like checked the park oh, there and stuff. So, it was nice until I saw that. Like it was <laughs> I was the only car on the road. Right, right. And then you feel like, you know, they're yeah, like no, watching. You no, people feel
0: like crap. Like, "Oh my god, am I going to get pulled
2: over? My, my night, is my night, my day, my month, my year is going to be ruined right now?" Your
1: life possibly.
2: The social workers at DCYF are are incentivized. They're trained. They're get they're they're they're, they're they go to classes on how to extract this title for money. Because it goes towards funding DCYF. It goes towards state pensions. It goes—we know—it goes towards judicial pensions. Um, so Title Four, there's A, B, C, and D. And you said it was e.
1: like sixty percent of child support goes towards judicial Not, pensions.
2: So what what I understand about Title Four D, mm-hmm. and Mike um, Jeff Younger like really explains this is that if uh, a child support award is let's say given for a thousand dollars, and let's say like um, a dad makes three thousand dollars every two weeks he gets paid every two weeks the, the family court says all right you that 28 percent or whatever the, the you know the number is it's like, roughly it's a third um you so now you have to pay you know a thousand dollars uh every paycheck uh for your child support and then what happens uh uh is that uh, sixty-six percent of that thousand dollars, which would be six hundred and sixty dollars, and it's amazing they use this term. They use it sixty-six percent. I mean, because it's like it's not amazing. It just makes perfect sense because these guys all worship Satan. They are <laughs> they are an evil cabal. Is it
1: sixty-six point six 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 repeating?
2: No, it's just sixty-six <laughs> percent. Yeah, just just usually internet, that so, is because that's like yep, right.
1: the three two thirds. So yeah.
2: so anyways, even evil, what right? happens is the Social Security Administration gives this to the Judicial Pension Fund. So by default, everybody who participates in a judicial pension fund. So this would be judges. This would be the prosecutors. This would be attorney generals. This would be secretaries in the, in the prosecutor's office. This would, I mean, <clears throat> this would be like probably the janitor. You know, I, you know, it's it's, it's all these guys. Uh, they are all compromised there is a conflict of interest and and they are by definition 100% corrupt yeah um yeah, and, and
1: i just got to say i am not surprised at all that damian fisher is the guy who wrote this like hit piece about this guy
2: yeah so you know mike gill crappy. is good based on what damian fisher is saying about him because of what damian fisher has said about other people you know right right yeah so <laughs> <clears throat> makes perfect sense so anyways uh the um uh so so uh I'm actually going to be getting an affidavit from Mike Gill. is my uh, uh, you know, Is my intent here because we need to fix this. And and here's another reason that New Hampshire should be a destination for anyone who loves freedom. So in New Hampshire, like I said earlier, there is no judicial, there is no legislative pension fund. The legislature is essentially a volunteer position. Hundred dollar year stipend is nothing, and so you don't have legislators that are you know like in Massachusetts, the legislature has a pension fund. So I'm sure. That is crazy! I, I can't believe that you run for office and you get a pension.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah,
2: in Massachusetts, sure. That's
0: so wild.
1: I've never really paid attention to local. Um, well, if government you're a judge, you still... get a
2: pension. Mm-hmm. If you're in the executive branch, you get a pension. If, you, if you're a family court in judge, if you're a lo- hey, all the states. Yeah, this I, is yeah. why it's so corrupt. This, yeah, this is why D- child protection service industrial complex has been able to rape, kill, murder, lie cheat, steal, do all this diabolically evil stuff, and it just keeps happening and happening and happening and happening and happening again and again and again and again, and, again, and they give out settlements, and the people they give settlements to are like, uh, they can't talk about it.
3: My name is Mike Gill. Oh. Uh, really? Frank asked me to call in. Nice. That's
2: awesome. I, Mike, I've been looking to get a hold of you. I just left a comment on your family committee uh, YouTube thing. I don't know how much of the show you've been listening to. Uh, and, uh, I have caught DCYF family court, the superior court, circuit court, prosecutors in a conspiracy to deprive me and my family of their rights. And I, I've been working on an affidavit with these guys, uh, to bring them. And we also did a David Jose style affidavit process. And we have a committee to investigate DCYF happening. And it is uh, the chair is of this committee is someone who is excellent.
0: And Mike, I've seen pretty much all of your videos, uh, I, but I I watched them like a couple of years ago or like a year ago. So it's exciting to have you on.
3: Yeah, I've uh, <clears throat> I did quite a few in twenty, as I was dealing with I did quite a Flynn and and those things. Sure, but uh, they they snatched up my videographer the feds and how so well it's how they flip everybody i mean everything every move that i'm making the fbi's involved the head of the deep state is the fbi
0: sure
3: and the intelligence agency i'm not surprised what protects is is what's at the top of the totem pole that's why in our courts the courts are a rig They're, they're all corrupt I mean, that's what they control. That's why I, my, my position is, is that you don't beat them in court. And you see what's going on with Trump. He's not going to win in court. Right. It's not, I didn't win in court. It's their tool. What yeah. you got to do is go outside the box and you find their money. And now and I, New Hampshire is ground zero of not just the country, the world. I mean, they moved $935 billion into New Hampshire. They got tracked from cartels and corrupt politicians to this country, not counting the domestic in the trillions. Why hasn't the people of New Hampshire demand to know those names?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Why do
3: you think the cartels selling auto fare, prospective trusts, uh, Granite state uh, recovery they're in the pandora papers they're in those laundering networks yeah. we could end this and and one swoop and let's hope that's what's on the tr- table with it Trump. sounds
1: like jay has found some like followed the money in in the, a little bit of the situation he's in with his uh wife and they're going after his kids uh what was Who's
2: that this? so so i'm jay noon I moved here for the free state oh, okay. project. Okay,
3: no, I, I got it, Jay. Are they going after your kids, Jay? Well, not yeah.
2: anymore. So I actually beat them in family court. Uh, what had happened is <clears throat> I live in on, on Henneker. Uh We actually have a, a police department that, like, the chief of police is, like, a good stand-up family man. And as you know, Mike, uh, the family men are generally not corrupt because they have something, you know, they, they want a good place for their family. And... So Any police officer in this state knows the criminality in the drug cartel. And if
3: they're not standing up, I don't call them good. I well, call them complacent.
2: Well, I can tell you the Henneker chief of police stood up in this situation. So what had happened is, uh, real quick, my, my wife had uh, let my uh, our daughter, two-year-old daughter, take a nap in a car uh, while she ran into uh, TJ Maxx in Concord. And she comes out about 20 minutes later, and there's a cop out there. And uh, actually, the reporting um, witness, the one who called this in, uh, her name, uh, Donna Barnett. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a uh, secretary in the Merrimack County Prosecutor's Office. And uh, anyways, she, um, so DCYF starts, uh, you know, calling us. They want to, the cops didn't do anything. In fact, the, the 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 police report the cop wrote basically says everything's good, everything's cool. You know, there was no harm, no injury. Child's not in danger. You have all this stuff. You just peacefully napping in the car, climate control on. You know, middle of February, middle of March. You know, children don't die of heat exhaustion in cars in New Hampshire. There's actually zero cases of it. And uh, so, anyways, the um, <clears throat> DCYF is you know harassing us. I'm like, I, I don't. I'm not contracting with you guys. I reject your offer. I sent them a fee schedule, sent them a cease and desist order. I told him to leave me alone. I got the uh, local chief of police coming to my house every day, four days in a row, uh, looking for me. I was out working, out doing stuff. So I I call the guy up. I'm like, hey. Why were
3: they looking for you?
2: Because DCYF wanted to come inspect my house, interview my two-year-old daughter alone, and us to provide medical records. So DCYF uh, uh, Melissa Coombs, a social worker, lies on some on on, in her affidavit. She gets an order from family court. You know that family court rubber stamps every single document that the social workers put in front of them. Mm -hmm. Completely corrupt. Yep. Because every time they do an assessment, they get like a six thousand dollar payout from the federal government, which funds their operation. And then the judges get, get the accountant of that. And who
3: gets paid and won't get
2: paid? Uh, we're going to get the accounting of it. That is part of our of our. I know fam-
3: somebody who has that, but go ahead. That's
2: awesome. Thank you. So uh, Jeff Younger is a guy I've been paying attention to a little bit out of Texas. He's sort of enlightened me a lot on this. I haven't met him yet. But so anyways, what happened is in their um, narrative, uh, in the affidavit, the social worker writes, oh, so the chief of police, I say to him, Yeah, me and the kids are about, and the wife and the kids are going out to breakfast. Why don't we meet you down at the Pancake House? Come have breakfast with us. He says, thanks. So he comes in. We we meet him there. We sit down. We have breakfast. We chat. And um, he shows me this order from a family court. And he's like, and and I'm flipping through it, and I get to paragraph eight. In paragraph eight, the social worker writes, we contacted Police." department. Henniker police informed us that they are familiar with the Noon family as they are free stater, anti-government, live on a compound with lookouts. And we were advised by Henniker police that this situation is very dangerous and we should get an order from the family court. So I asked the chief of police, I'm like, what's up with this? And, he, and, and he's like, oh, did you, I didn't do this. None of my guys did this. So he actually um, tells after we have this meeting, the, um, the social workers, I've interviewed the children. I've, I've talked to everybody. And he did. He talked with us. He's a really nice guy. He's like, there's no neglect or abuse. The kids are, like, perfect for, like, you know, what their age is and, you know, their development. And he's got kids himself. And multiple times, the chief of police, within the next month, came to my house and his officers several times, and they talked with me. And I'm a farmer, so I'm, like, you know, cleaning out my, my stock trailer. I'm feeding cattle or feeding pigs, and I'm doing all this stuff with my kids. Chief of police comes there. He sees me doing this stuff, um, and he tells the social – I got all the emails between the chief of police and the social worker where the chief of police is like, you know, why are you guys harassing this guy? And, and and, and you know, you're, um, <clears throat> you're, you're doing all this stuff, and these are good people. Leave them alone.